Well, okay, Corey, if Lamar right, Jackson is free time agent... Out, time, out, time, out, time, out, time out, We're talking about Lamar Jackson. You're listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Each week, Tony Dyer leads the huddle and tackles the hottest topics around the NFL. He's joined by guests from all around the football world, bringing their insights and reactions to the news and noise of the National Football League. Subscribe now to join the huddle. Welcome back to Huddle Up, a football podcast. It's a Thursday edition of Huddle Up, a football podcast, as they all are Thursday editions. Recorded on a Wednesday, as always. And as always, recorded with Corey and with Daniel. Welcome back, guys. Hello. Hello. Oh, we sat here for the better part of 45 minutes today, just <laughs> chatting. I mean, we talked about everything. <laughs> we talked about everything but football. And then things got turned up quick. When I looked at my phone and had a message from my uncle that said he wanted me to buy him a truck for Christmas. That's when things, <laughs> that's when things really took a twist. <laughs> now, come to find out when I responded to him and I said, uncle, I love you, but I will not be buying you a truck for Christmas. It's outside the budget. He said he was joking. And I, now I believe that he was joking. He also said a bunch of other messages that I haven't read because I was busy. Um, anyway, not the point. That's what started this transition into, I feel like it takes us a minute to loosen up. That's what I'm trying to get into. Yeah, yeah. And when we found out that my uncle wanted me to buy a $3,000 truck, which by the way is a piece of shit for Christmas, <laughs> I think that was the ticket that got us all loosened up a little bit and ready to talk about football. And one thing leads to another, leads to uh, what the hell are the Colts going to do with the quarterback? And we try not to talk about the Colts too much, but that led to Lamar Jackson. So, Corey? That you, you started this. Yeah, so we are talking about a co-worker that we all used to work with, and I was basically talking about how bad his takes are, and he came up to me and another co-worker today and said, you know, what about, uh, what about Lamar Jackson? He's going to be a free agent this year. And I said, no, no, that is a Band-Aid. Lamar Jackson is a Band-Aid for the Colts. The Band-Aid era for the Colts is over. The Colts are going to be drafting a quarterback. I don't give a shit who it is. They need to draft a quarterback and live with it for a few years and let it happen. Lamar Jackson, in my opinion, is a Band-Aid. I think he struggles as a passer. I think you need to really evolve your offense to be around him, which the Colts are about to change coaches, so that might be an option. But in my eyes, I don't see him as a top-tier quarterback that's going to automatically win you games and take you to the Super Bowl. And as a as a Colt, I think that's what you're looking for. You're looking for that guy. And I don't think that's the case with Lamar Jackson, which kind of led us into, Tony, you said Lamar Jackson's going to stay as a Raven, which I don't necessarily agree with that. Uh, I I think the big question is here, what what is Lamar Jackson? Where's his future at? And what's his, you know, what's his value right now? What do you guys think? Well... I think Lamar Jackson surprised all of us um, as a passer this year. I think we all had a lot to say about Lamar not being a very good passer, and he wasn't a great passer. He was a good passer a game at a time. Uh, Throughout the year, you know, I don't have the leaderboard in front of me, but the man led in passing touchdowns, Uh, not just rushing touchdowns. He was throwing the ball. He was throwing it to the right person at the right time. And when we talk about a quarterback, I think we all – 
Colts fans specifically, but not just Colts fans, everybody in the NFL wants the Peyton Mannings, right? They want that Peyton Manning effect. Those deep balls, those beautiful passes to the right guy that's open and can just run in every time for the Marvin Harrison effect, right? Maybe we have to blame Marvin Harrison and Reggie Wayne for this a little bit. But that's really not what the quarterback position is. It's a game of chess. You know, you find the right guy that can get the 10 yards or the 15 yards that can win the game. And Lamar's done that. He's done that a lot better than I expected that he would. I'm surprised to be here defending him. But regardless of that, I don't think that there's a free agent or a rookie that's going to be better than Lamar Jackson. And let's imagine a world where Lamar, he's got, a, he's got some injury issues right now. Let's imagine they're not serious, which I don't think, I don't believe they are like career threateningly serious. He's going to get a new contract, right? If he doesn't get a new contract, he's going to get a franchise tag. He's not going anywhere. And as much as Lamar wants to pretend that he's in control, he's not in control at all for two more years. The cap's going up. These quarterbacks are going to be getting paid more very soon. And it's going to make a lot of sense if you're Baltimore to go ahead and franchise tag this guy twice. I mean, if Lamar wants to play the slow game, make him play the slow game. That's okay. That's just fine. If they can't come to common ground, they're going to hit him with a franchise tag. They'll pay him $30 million. That's what they were going to pay him in his contract anyway. So what the fuck difference does it make? Does that make sense? Am I... My close, Daniel? Yeah. Yeah, it makes complete sense. I mean, Lamar's not putting any pressure on the Ravens. Basically, like, yeah, it's up to them to figure out, and, but I'm going to keep playing. And I want a championship, and he didn't skip preseason or anything, so he's not, like, holding out. Um, he's not saying, hey, I need a contract by this date. And I make it makes complete sense. I, I think the Ravens absolutely will franchise tag him. But the thing is, the franchise tag is going to cost him I don't have the numbers in front of me, but probably mid-30s. It'd be mid-30s. I'll look uh, it up. Yeah, on the millions uh, right now. So, I mean, that's an expensive franchise tag. And, you know, Lamar just wants to win a championship. And I, I don't think Whoa. unless the Ravens win a Super Bowl, what is it? $45 million, according to ESPN. Okay, I knew it was going up. I knew it was going up. So, I mean, that's money that Dak wanted two years ago. The Dallas Cowboys didn't even want to give. So... God, I mean, that's a commitment in its own, even if it's for one year. So, you know, I see both sides. I see Corey's side to where he may not be the guy. He's not very clutch. He hasn't really led the Ravens to anything, you know, of significance. He hasn't led them deep in the playoffs. And then, Tony, I see your side where it's really, really hard to find a franchise quarterback in this league. And the Ravens have transformed their entire offense around Lamar and anybody else that's willing to take him on would have to do that. So, and I don't see anybody else doing that right now. And I, I think, Corey, if you had a chance as a Colts fan to where if you heard about the Colts, like basically trading their first and then somebody else for Lamar Jackson, I, I think you should be excited because I don't know if any options in this draft are Lamar Jackson type of talent. Uh, maybe not throwing. But my, there's better throwers, but, but my talent wise, there's nobody in this draft. But that's not an option. Like, that's my argument is forget all of that. Like, forget whether or not it would be better for another team to have Lamar. Here's what I'm looking at for this year Lamar Jackson's completed 62% of his passing attempts. That's pretty fucking good. 17 touchdowns, seven interceptions, plus everything that we know that Lamar does on the ground, right? But look at his talent that he has to throw to, too. Correct. That makes him even better because he has one option and it's a tight end. A hundred percent. 
And so as the cap increases, the cap's going to increase $20 million next year. So that $45 million franchise tag really isn't $45 million. Like, it's just not. He's not, right. he's not going anywhere, guys. He's just not going anywhere. If they have to pay him $45 million and he's just Lamar Jackson while they continue to rebuild around him, because that's the other thing that Corey had said. Imagine a world where <clears throat> Indianapolis or Tampa Bay or Las Vegas, Derek Carr is coming up to the last year of his contract. Um, Green Bay. I'm trying to think of some teams here that could maybe make a move for another quarterback. Um, it's not just the player. Like, it's the entire system, especially with a player like Lamar Jackson. So you got to go out and pay this guy, what, $35, $40 million a year on a, what? What's he going to demand? A six, seven, eight-year deal? You know, I mean, that's what he's going to be talking we about. Know. Yeah, we don't he, He's going to be talking about a bunch of money guaranteed, long-term deal. And, uh, and yeah, it's just... To me, the only place that Lamar Jackson fits is Baltimore or maybe Buffalo Bills, Kansas City Chiefs. And unfortunately, San Francisco 49ers, Eagles. You think the Eagles would move on from, from, from seriously? No. I'm just thinking of like offenses that are like the Ravens that have built their offense around a quarterback. Hmm. I don't know. If I'm the Ravens, I'm I'm looking at it as do I think I can win a Super Bowl with you? And if I'm that general manager, I think the answer is no. And I think the ultimate goal is to win a Super Bowl. I think the Ravens have a roster that can win a Super Bowl. So I don't if if I'm the Ravens, I'm not keeping Lamar Jackson. He's a hell of a talent. He's a really good player. Like for the Lions, perfect pickup. Puts, puts fans in the seats. You make the playoffs. You may not win a Super Bowl, but <clears throat> as a Ravens fan, I think you're here to win Super Bowls, and I don't think Lamar's that guy. The Lions may make the playoffs with Jared Goff this year. I know. The, the Lions. Lions are, the Lions are doing it right. They, they need to skip on quarterback one more time. I, the- so they talked about this this week, and they said Jared Goff is our quarterback in 23, regardless of who is available. And that doesn't mean they won't draft anybody but they said that he is their quarterback for 2023. So I wish I could find the the quote here quick enough, but it's basically like not one who who's, you know, who's ready or who's going to be playing. Jared Goff is the quarterback next year. So that may mean that they may skip on a quarterback early. They need to, the Lions need to skip on a quarterback. They're building it right. I mean, they're winning games right now. They, you know, they're getting the weapons, the defense I know isn't the best, but. Yeah, they, they've got some young players there like Aiden Hutchinson, um, but they're winning football games and you're winning football games with a guy that's supposed to be not very good. But like I've said, he's way better than we think. So I think they the Lions need to keep building. Uh, but I have heard rumors about Lamar Jackson to Detroit. I think he liked a uh, Twitter or an Instagram post by the Lions. That's obnoxious. That's absolutely not going to happen. Although... When we talk about um, teams that maybe have the capital to make the trade happen, this would be this situation would be a tag and trade situation. So uh, Baltimore would have to franchise tag Lamar for forty five million dollars and then trade him under the franchise tag to Detroit. So they have to have the capital to get the trade done, and then they have to be able to pay Lamar. Actually, I kind of see where you're going here. Because, by the way, the Lions have a fuckload of picks that they just got from selling Matt Stafford. So, 
That's a that's a real thing. I'm seeing here that the Lions still do have a top ten pick. It's fascinating the to Lions. me. The Lions, yeah, 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 and they are. So I'm looking at the playoff picture here in the NFC. Um, outside of the four, you know, division leaders right now, and then the Cowboys who are sitting at ten and three. Those are the top five. The next two teams, who are the Commanders and the Giants, are seven, five, and one. Seven, five, and one. The Lions are six and seven. Four weeks left. Gosh, from where this year started, the Lions make the playoffs. Oh, I kind of the most exciting team to watch right now. I, I swear I, they are. They have been. I feel like they really have been. Corey called them. We said this. I think this is the third or fourth time we've said it this year. They were the most. They were the best worst team in football for like three years in a row. And now all of a sudden, like they have jumped the shark and they're a good fucking football team. Like they're a really good football team. I don't know what happened. I don't know how. The defense kind of sucks still, right? It really sucks. But the <laughs> offense puts up enough points to outscore the other team. Like, yeah, I mean, but the offense is that good. Um, to go, just just to go back to a couple of podcasts ago, we, me and Tony had the Lions finishing eight and nine and missing the playoffs. And where are they at now? They would have to go two and two right now. So six and seven is their is their record right now. Okay. Um, up next, the Lions face. They play the Jets this week. The Panthers the following week. Then the Bears and the Packers. Four winnable games. Man. What do you think? But two and two sounds right to me. I think they go two and two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you guys called it from the very beginning. <sighs> Yeah, we had uh, we, we had Seattle and the Giants pulling out those last two spots just because of what they've already done. They had enough enough firepower to sneak in. Seattle's one game ahead of the Lions right now in eighth place in the hunt, one spot out. So one game out of the uh, of the playoffs with four weeks to go. Seattle may just creep in. Who are the wild cards right now? The wild cards are the Commanders, Giants, and Cowboys. So the Cowboys um, are pretty much in. How many but wins do the Commanders have? Seven. Wow, we have the Commanders finishing seven and ten. Yeah, we got that wrong. I mean, the, well, well, they, yeah, I mean, well, they tied a game. Other than that, you may be really close. So the Seahawks, uh, uh, the Seahawks are essentially the closest competitor to the Lions. Is that right? Yes. So it's Commanders at seven and five and one on the sixth seed. The seventh seed is the Giants, same record, seven and five and one. The Seahawks are seven and six. Okay, so they're only out of the playoff picture right now because of the non-tie. They have more losses technically by half a loss, and then the Lions at six and seven. So look at Seattle's record. I'm sorry, yeah, let's, not record. Let, let, their schedule. Yeah, they, let's see it. They play the 49ers Thursday night football. Tough. The yeah, Chiefs God. Saturday Christmas oh. Day. Oh no! The Jets January first and the Rams January eighth. I oh, could see dude, them. I see that. I see them going one and three there. Oh. I see one and three as an option, and depending on oh. what Baker Mayfield shows up with those Rams, I'm telling you that defense, that Rams defense, might be able to just keep this thing together. <sighs> I mean, Baker looks on fire right now. Imagine oh, the world. Oh, it's one game, guys. Im- it was one drive. Imagine one drive. <laughs> imagine a world. Okay. Where Baker has nothing to lose but everything to gain. Okay, the Rams aren't going to. This is not not going to make a difference for the Rams. But imagine the defense stands up in the last game of the year and stops the Seahawks from winning. 
Baker does just enough to get himself a job somewhere else, or maybe even to keep his job with L.A. I don't know how that's going to work out. We'll talk about that a different day. But I could see a world. It is not crazy to me to think that Seattle doesn't win another game. And I like Seattle. Like, I like, I like this Seattle team. But it doesn't, yeah. it wouldn't, I wouldn't be shocked if we looked up and the Lions surpassed the Seahawks and took a wild card spot. I'm not sold on Geno. I think, especially if they don't make the playoffs, I, I think if Seattle's smart, they would draft another quarterback. Oh, I think they have to. Dude, Geno's a dog. Yeah, there's say people out there that say that. <laughs> say that with your chest. Gino, Gino's a dog. Okay. Without joking. Okay. Now the AFC playoff picture is actually really interesting because there is so the Bills, Chiefs, Ravens, Titans all have the division lead right now. And then the Bengals are in the fifth seed, and the only reason they're in the fifth seed is because they're tied with the Ravens, and right now the Ravens own the tiebreaker, so they're actually tied in record, so that could go anywhere. And the Dolphins are eight and five. Okay, so the top six seeds are all like, I mean, unless there's like a catastrophic, like, you know, plummet from one of these teams, I think the top six seeds are pretty much set, but listen to this. So seven seed right now is the Patriots. Oh yeah, this is nuts. Looking at this already. God, I hate the Patriots. I hate the Patriots being in the playoffs. And then the Chargers also at seven and six with a tied record. And the Jets at seven and six. I think the Jets and the Chargers would be way, 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 way more interesting than the Patriots getting in there. Yeah, I I don't I don't think there's a chance the Jets make it. You don't uh, think so? No. No, What's the remaining schedule? They play the Lions this week. That's a winnable game at home. I like Mike White a lot, but he has been hurt this week, and it's kind of up in the air whether or not he plays. And that's a big difference because Zach Wilson was named officially, like as of today, the backup quarterback. So he finally gets to dress again. So I really hope he doesn't get to play. <laughs> Jets are at home versus Detroit, Jacksonville, two very losable games. And at winnable. Seattle, at Seattle, and at Miami. I, I tell you what, that I think that schedule favors the Jets. I really, uh, the yeah, schedules I, we've I like seen so far, I like this one the best. Now I don't. I'm not saying this is a cakewalk. No, 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 not by any means. But I, I think three and one could be could be. I wouldn't be shocked at all. I think I'd be shocked at three and one. Would you? I think so. Yeah, I think I, that, I love the Jets right now. Their defense is. One of the best in the league. Well, I and love the their Jets offense also. with Mike White is completely different. It's it's completely changed. Tony and I had the Jets finishing eight and nine and missing the playoffs a couple weeks ago. I mean, that just says they go one and three, which they could. Yeah, they could starting this week with the Lions, but I think I like they, them two and two. I think they split between Lions and Jaguars. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they just dominate. Um, I, I do feel. What's like the Patriots' remaining schedule? Okay. Tell me that. Okay, Patriots' remaining schedule. I want to see them just go zero and four from here on out. Patriots, yeah, at, fuck the Patriots. Oh my God, Patriots at the Raiders. Then hosting, horrible game. Then hosting the Bengals. Whoa, Patriots is tough. Then the Dolphins. Then the Bills. Patriots have a <laughs> yes. long road to climb. 
<clears throat> and even the Raiders game is tough. Even the Raiders game is yeah. tough. I favor the, I favor the Raiders offense and their defense is just as good, if not better. Um, All right, look up the Chargers because I think they play Tennessee this week and the Colts next week. Oh my God! To finish off their AFC South stint. Look up the Chargers because they're they're right there. They're tied with the Patriots for the seventh seed. Uh, home versus Tennessee at Indy. Home versus the Rams. Well, it's a neutral field, uh, and then at Denver. Oh. I think that spot belongs to the Chargers, boys. That's a very good schedule. That's the best schedule of them all. Tony and I had the Chargers and the Bengals making the last two spots. So who'd you have in the first five? Kansas City, Miami, Tennessee, Baltimore, and Buffalo. <clears throat> I was okay. in, so just not in the right seat. Baltimore, yeah, Baltimore yeah. could end up being a wild card. It could flip-flop. but Easily. We, Baltimore could we, not even make the playoffs at this point. We looked at teams that were that we thought had a chance of, you know, they were in the wild card. We mix. Were, yeah, we were looking specifically at wild card, wild card spots. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, I like it. Yeah, I think the Chargers own that last spot, and I think the AFC playoffs would be super interesting. Bills, Chiefs, Ravens, Titans, Bengals, Dolphins, Chargers. I think that would be a lot better than what people are expecting. Man, I'm. <laughs> Bengals, man, if, Bengals are going back to the Super Bowl, boys. Well, you also said that Tampa Bay was going back to the Super Bowl. Tampa boys. versus Bengals, Super Bowl. Yikes. Oh, yikes. Um, so, Eagles, Vikings, 49ers, Bucks, Cowboys, Lions, Seahawks. You got the Lions in. No, what do you think about that? I think it's I think possible. that would sell more tickets. I think that would get more views. Than the Giants or the Commanders being in the playoffs, the I think Giants that would just be so much more exciting. You underestimate the market of the Giants, but I understand what you're saying for the They're normal just so people. So boring. Out there. They're that's, so boring. That's fine. That's fine. But you understand that you underestimate the market. Yeah, I know the market's incredible. I, uh, no, I know the, the Giants it will sell more. It tickets. always has been. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you are saying that you would bet the Chargers are going to make it in. And not the Lions? Is that what you're saying? What were, you, what were you saying? That's what I would bet, yeah. That's what you'd bet. Best bets of the week! Welcome back to Best Bets of the Week. This is the segment where Daniel and I square off every week. We both pick four games. I pick the spreads. Daniel picks the over-unders. And at the end of the season, the loser, the guy with the worst record, takes shots uh, right before the Super Bowl on that podcast. Uh, Daniel's still smoking fucking hot. Uh, I had a solid week last week at 3-1, and one, but Daniel did as well. <clears throat> what are the records, Daniel? I am 39-19. and 19. Jeez. And you are 29, 26, and 1. So I'm oh 10 boy. games back. I'm 10 games hey, back. Hey, we picked four a week. There's there's 16 left. It could happen. All right. I've got a I've got a real gut week in front of me. I I just kinda I look through all the spreads and I'm glad you do. I hate my, this week. My gut just gravitated me towards these four games. And as much as I hate to say it, I've got, oh, God, I can't believe I'm about to do this. Wait, don't do it. Uh, do it. Hold on. Do don't it. do it. Don't do it. Stop. Stop. Last week, last week's a reason to celebrate, right? We always, we, we talk about these parlays. I'm going to talk about it. Uh, at the end of this segment, I take typically three picks, 
two of one and one of the other. It doesn't matter, really. I take three of these picks that we're talking about now and put them into a parlay, and I throw 15 or 20 bucks on it just to see what happens. The odds are good. Well, last week, I wasn't quite paying attention, to be honest, and I picked four. And it just so happens that all four hit. What were they? They were three over-unders, so three of, three of Daniels. I picked over on the Jacksonville Titans game. I picked the over on the Miami, on, I'm sorry, on the Vikings-Lions game. I picked the under on the Raiders-Rams game. And Baltimore Ravens plus two and a half against the Pittsburgh Steelers. So that's coming up now. That was those odds were plus one two eight nine thousand two hundred eighty nine. So that's coming what up. What a pay! What a pay! What a pay! Twenty dollars paid me two hundred seventy seven dollars and eighty five cents. Sure. Sure. Locking the fuck in first game of the week. Indianapolis goes to Minnesota. Uh, Indy plays up to their opponents, boys. I hate to say it. Um, obviously, a couple of Colts fans here at this point in the season were just hoping for losses. But when the Lions four and a half, if the Vikings walk off with a field goal, which I think is very possible, uh, I we can still cover this game. We can still lose. Everything can still happen. I just I like the matchup here. Minnesota's defense kind of sucks, which is what Matt Ryan needs to really succeed. Uh, so I can see this being a really close, competitive game. I think this would be a really good game. It's indoors. It just feels like a game the Colts are going to show up for. They they're coming off a bye. Uh, Minnesota is one of those. You know they're really good. There was something I, we might have talked about it last week. If you flip every game in the NFL that are one score games, the Minnesota Vikings are like one in ten. If you flip one score games to wins from, you know, losses to wins, blah, blah, blah. So the Vikings playing a lot of close games. They're 10 and two now, 11 and three. What are they? I don't know. Uh, I've got Andy covering four and a half at Minnesota. They're uh, 10 and three. 10 and three. First one you got was right. Yep. Question for you, Corey. You place your bets on FanDuel, correct? Correct. And I place mine on DraftKings. And on DraftKings, they're only plus four. Does the half point make a difference? Um, no, because I like the way the line moved. Okay. So if Vegas is moving the line to plus four, that means they're probably expecting the Colts to cover that. Even though it's less, but yeah. they're, they're, they're favoring the Colts. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like it. Um, I actually, while you were talking, made that one of my picks. I was, I was stuck on the last one of the week. And uh, we had talked about before the pod how this is going to be an unexpectedly good game, I think. Um, the over-under on this game is 48-and-a-half, which kind of gave me some second thoughts because it's tied for the top over-under of the week. But Minnesota's secondary is just awful. Look at what the Jets did to them. Look at what the Lions did to them. I mean, these these teams are just torching Minnesota and putting up points and you know, the Colts are healthy on offense. Like other than the line, they're healthy. So I think, you know, Michael Pittman, Jonathan Taylor, Paris Campbell, all these guys are slotted, even Alec Pierce, just because he's the long ball guy to have good games. And I, I think over 48 and a half is going to hit. Um, the Vikings obviously have all the star power, on offense as well with Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook. So give me the over on 48 and a half in this game. I think, like Corey said, the Colts, 
they don't show up until it's a good team and then they show up in the best way and it's just one of those random games that I'm just in my heart I'm feeling like Matt Ryan is going to have an unexpectedly good week so just give me the give me the over on that game yeah yeah how about Chris Collinsworth on Sunday Night Football against the Cowboys just screaming he's like just throw it up to Pierce just throw it it worked twice just do it and that never happened again (laughs) never happened again uh second game of the week Baltimore travels to Cleveland Deshaun Watson's getting back into the mix he kind of looks like dog shit uh Baltimore probably rolling in with Huntley again uh he's back he's healthy Huntley, Huntley is? Huntley got hurt, yeah, but he's back. Okay, rolling with Huntley again. Um, the, we just had a whole discussion about the playoffs for the Browns. Or, sorry, the whole discussion about the playoffs for the AFC. The Browns never came up. I think Deshaun Watson, Watson's just getting reps in. You know, I don't think he's out. He's putting his heart on the field right now. Um, he knows he's got the job next year. I've got Baltimore covering two and a half at Cleveland. I think Baltimore wins this football game. It's an in-division game. It's going to be dirty. I think Baltimore's a better team, even with Huntley. I don't think the Ravens lose a lot with Huntley in the lineup, unfortunately, and I think that goes back to our discussion earlier about Lamar Jackson. Uh, I've got Baltimore plus two and a half at Cleveland. Love it. Um, My second game, actually, all of my games are overs this week. I rarely do that, but... uh, this next game, Cowboys at Jags. The Jags showed up last week um, against the division Titans, and the Cowboys, they kind of had a down week. I think this is where they get back to business. The Jacksonville defense is terrible, but the Jags can put up points. Um, so I, I love that when you have a great offense going up against a bad defense, but an offense on that same bad defensive team that can put up points. So the over-under is 47 and a half, and I, I think this is going to hit, especially because it's at Jacksonville. Um, so they're going to be playing in probably some good weather. Um, and, um, I, I, you know, I'm just feeling the over on this. Two, two good quarterbacks going at it, two good offenses, one bad defense. I just I like where this is going. So over 47 and a half. Sometimes you can't explain why. It's just, you know, you got the feeling in your gut, and – you got to roll with it. And right now, Daniel's gut is fucking warm, boys. So fucking smash it. Yeah. One, uh, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight weeks. Eight weeks straight. At least three and one. The belly's warm. Uh, the belly is on fire. That is so weird. <laughs> the belly is extra warm right now. <laughs> uh, Philadelphia travels to Chicago. Mm. Um, Philadelphia has mm. been fucking hot boys. Philadelphia has been hot. We, uh, they, they had that close game against the Colts. And I think a lot of people thought that might be where like their, their hiccup started, but they've come out fucking blazing. And well, then they I, lost to Washington, like real close to that too. Yeah. 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 But since then, absolutely blazing. They've blown out their last two games. I, I don't think Chicago can keep up. I mean, I, I think there's a chance with Justin Fields, you know, can maybe get around that pass rush, but the, the Philadelphia is just so well-rounded. They can beat you in so many different ways. They've got the weapons. they got the quarterback. they got the defense. They're just a much better team than Chicago, and I've got Philadelphia covering nine. Uh, yeah, Philadelphia minus nine at Chicago. 
Yep, and this is one of my games as well. We often have the same games in our bets, but uh, Philly, I, I project them against this awful Bears defense to put up, you know, well over 30 points, um, which is easy for them for a bad defense. But um, Justin Fields is good enough to put, you know, 19, 20 points on the board for his team. He's, he's just that talented. So, um, you know, even if the game is like 34 to 20, th- this would this would still hit. So um, give me the over on 48 and a half. I just think Justin Fields being back, which he's sick right now. Coach said he was sick today. Um, hopefully he's back and in good health and, uh, and, and ready to roll because I think this offense is totally different. Obviously, without him, it doesn't even move. But, um, yeah, Eagles, Bears, give me over on 48 and a half this week. Illness always pops up in the uh, injury report at some point in the season, but I feel like nobody ever misses a game for it. Yeah, uh, you know what's crazy is um, everybody that popped up with an illness last season was in COVID protocol for like a week, and no one has had COVID all year. <laughs> that is really it's weird. Like that's, dude, that's <laughs> fucking weird. Oh, so weird. Huh. Uh, Kansas... <laughs> Kansas City travels to Houston. Uh, I have no clue who the Houston Texans are starting at quarterback. It's not Davis Mills. It's uh, not. I, I don't. Well, I don't know. That's I thought they, they started benched last him. week. Yeah, yeah so but then he got him benched him for. Him. Yeah, they benched him. And they brought. It. Okay, it could be Davis Mills, but. Yeah. All right, it's Davis Mills or John Krause or whoever the fuck their backup <laughs> is. Kyle Allen. The Kansas City Chiefs are starting Pat Mahomes. And Kansas City's favored by 14 points against the worst team in the league that really wants the best quarterback in the draft. Kansas City's going to roll the Texans. Give me Kansas City minus 14 at Houston. Man, I almost put this in my over-unders this week because I think regardless of – I think Kansas City's going to roll as well, but I think it's going to be – a a good game, like hit the over and Kansas city might do that on their own. But uh, my last game of the week, and it's actually dependent on Mike white because he has been hurt and he's supposed to be back. So I'm going to just project him to be back lions at jets. Okay. The over under is 44 and a half. I have bet the lions like five straight weeks and I have hit the over on them on every single time. And I am undefeated. Okay, the Lions defense is just awful, and they always put up points on offense. The Jets with Mike White are a great team on offense, regardless of who they have to throw to. I mean, Elijah Moore is getting back in the fold, regardless of whether they have Corey Davis or not. Garrett Wilson is just popping. Mike White has found his favorite target, and he is so talented. So if Mike White is back, which I think he probably should be, hope he is, this Lions-Jets game is going to be one of the best of the week, and it's 44-and-a-half. Hopefully they don't have bad weather in New York, but hit the over on 44-and-a-half. If, if, if Mike White is back and the weather is projected to be good by the end of the week, this 44-and-a-half is going to creep up to like 47-and-a-half, 48-and-a-half. I can just feel it. So give me the over right now. We're locking in picks. 44-and-a-half on Lions at Jets. So you just said the Lions hit the over the last four or five weeks. Is that what you said? I mean, every game they play is a barn burner. So I I don't know how you feel about this, but when I see that, it makes me want to bet against them because in in my eyes, Vegas sees that. And they've got, in my eyes, they're jacking up the over under. So it hits the under because they know everybody's high though. That's that's not even that high. It's not that high. But but here's what I'm saying. Here's what I'm saying. Maybe in their eyes, the over-under is a little bit lower than that. 
and they've jacked it up to that over under. Like I, I'm I think not, they're playing conservative right now because they don't know if Mike White's going to play. Sure, sure. And my concern with this game, and not to you know, I would never doubt Daniel Daniel on your fucking over under <laughs> bets because you're on fire. <laughs> but the Jets' defense is solid. Yeah. And the Jets' offense could be dog poo. But with a so if the Lions were going up the going up against the best defense in the league, would you put money against them putting up like twenty points at least? I mean, probably not. So they're I mean they're going to put up points. But is Vegas going to let you have this one? That's what I want to know. Are they just going to let you have this? They've let me have it the last several weeks, Daniel. Every I hope, week. I hope they let you have it. I do too. Thank you. Because, I, do, I do too. Because I'm going to be honest. If they let you have it, they are really going to fucking let me have it. Here's what I got this week, boys. We, we got a brand fucking new bet this week. We didn't do two. We didn't do three. We didn't do a four-team parlay. Oh, oh no. First ever. We're getting dangerous. Five-team parlay. is advised. Oh, God. Viewer you discretion. walked away halfway through this, this segment. A viewer I'm discretion scared. is advised. Now all stunts, all stunts performed by professionals. I added one more in. Okay. Cause I got real passionate about it. It started making a lot of sense. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm putting it in. Send it. And Man, then I put our, our best bets together. And then I added the one that I was supposed to pick last week. And it made me, it, it was so painful to go seven and two. Imagine. In this nine legger. Dallas Cowboys at Jacksonville Jaguars over Eagles win by more than nine. Over under 80, I'm sorry, 48 and a half Eagles at Chicago. That's easy to me. Mm-hmm. 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 That actually might be the one that gets me. There's a chance that's the one that hurts me here. Uh, Kansas mm-hmm. City Chiefs mm-hmm. minus 14 mm-hmm. at Houston Texans and over 44 and a half Lions at New York Jets. I feel mm-hmm. good about it. It's five picks. Those yeah. are the three. If you, if you told me pick three out of the four you feel good about, I'd take out the Colts Vikings one. <laughs> I am not as confident in that one. I just, that was a gut one. And the other ones are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hit yep. it, hit it. Yep. The odds are so, plus 24, 35. So here's what I hit on last week. I didn't like bet any of our bets straight up. I bet all Daniel's over unders. I think there were five. Daniel ended up with a fifth that snuck in there at the end. I bought 11. 11 points on all those, covered all of them. And then I, par- I parlayed all four of my spreads, bought 10, still plus money, and all those hit. So if, you, if you're just, just, trying, to ma- if you're just trying to get a little money, if you just, just want to make some money. I'm not here to make money. I just <laughs> love to watch football. I'm here you to make the fucking lottery. If you would have teased all five of mine by four, I would have hit. Really? <laughs> yeah. Sucks. Well, you probably didn't. So so. Close. I feel like the game I lost. I did. I oh, did. The game I lost, uh, I've got to go look at the uh, it was Buffalo. Yes, and they were playing the Jets, right? Yeah. And the Jets took a field goal at the end of the game instead of going for a touchdown. Yeah, magically covered. I love that. Yeah, And they like, covered... Okay. So we're within range here, and should we go for the harder time or the easier? And then, like, let's just kick the field goal now, and then we'll try for the harder part. <laughs> that makes yeah. sense. 
That's yeah, how Vegas I got. Was, Vegas yeah. is calling in. They're like, hey, kick the field goal. We're going to make bank on this one. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's what I got <laughs> fucked on last week. So if you would have yeah. bought, if you would have bought three points on all my picks last week, you would have covered. So buy 10 and it's a lock. Uh, let's talk about, before we go, let's talk about round robins. Yeah. Go ahead, Corey, just explain what a round robin is. And what I did was I took the five bit parlay and then I did three pick round robins. Love it. So yeah. Yeah. yeah tell so me about a, that. A round robin will parlay every possible, like, all right, let's say you pick five games like Tony did. The app will give you an option, most apps, I know FanDuel will, for a round robin. And it'll let you bet every combination, whether it's a two-leg parlay, three-leg parlay, four or five of those five picks. And you can place a single bet on all those. You The, the calculation of the money is kind of weird because if you put in a dollar on all the two legs, it comes out, you know, there's... 16 bets there it's 16 dollars. so you just gotta look at the money and see how much you want to throw at it but uh if if you can hit like four out of five then you should make some money and it gives you every possible parlay combination but FanDuel does a good job of breaking it down so you can bet just the three legs like tony just did or you could bet all of them do the ones the twos the threes the fours the five and uh really make some bank if if you hit on all of them but yeah, it kind of it kind of it covers your ass a little bit. You, if you if you only hit like three out of two, you're gonna probably break even or maybe lose a little, a little bit of money. But if you hit that four out of five, then you're probably gonna make a little bit of money. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. If you if you hit all five, then you're gonna make less money overall. But it's like insurance for yourself, and you you've got to hit the majority of that. You know the the total leg to to come out above, but. Like if you have game one, game two, game three, it's gonna it's gonna parlay all those. So if you had um, winners on game one, two, three, four, but not five, you're gonna win so many different parlays between those one and four. Like game one and two, that's a cash. Game one and three, that's a cash. Game one and four, that's a cash. So there's so many different calculations the computer you know goes through to to make you money. Um, it costs more money in the long run, but it's it's insurance. That's what a round robin is, is insurance for you. And I'll, if we're talking about betting tips here real quick, I don't know if <clears throat> have I ever talked about the Stanford Wong on the podcast before? Not are, you on boy, the pod. are you are you guys familiar with the familiar with the Stanford Wong? You told me about it. Yes, very familiar. So if you look at an NFL slate, I found that it works really good for college football too. Um, it does have to be football. Uh, teams that are getting one and a half to two and a half. So one and a half to two and a half or a team that's favored by seven and a half to eight and a half. So seven and a half, eight, eight and a half. If you pick three of those and buy six points, it hits a lot of the time. It's it just something with those, with those spreads, like the two and a half and one and a half there. Vegas is projecting that to be a close game. You know, the, where the dog could win and the favorite could win by just a little bit. Um, that's the Stanford Wong. If you can find that one and a half, two and a half underdog, seven and a half to eight and a half favorite, parlay three, buy six points, tease them. Um, that'll hit a lot of the time too. I have a lot of luck with those. If you just want to make some money, it's not going to pay out a whole lot. It's going to be plus 140, I believe. But if, you, if you're just there to make some money and win, 
Stanford Wongs are the way to go. Well, yeah. There you have it. Anything else? Nope. Nope. You've been listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Subscribe on your favorite platform and follow us at Huddle Up NFL and at Commissioner Mister on Twitter to keep up on the latest from the NFL and stay in the huddle. Huddle Up. Team on three. One, two, three. Three.